0: Yeah. We're in. Yeah. Here we are. <laughs> How is everybody? Y'all, y'all. Why don't you
1: seats? Uh,
0: There's chairs if you would like to sit. Or whatever. Love God and do whatever. That's St. Augustine. Why don't you grab somebody and just make sure they're really happy. Like, just put your hand on their forehead. And just... Make sure that they're good and happy. Would you mind? I don't want to blow my voice out. Can I just get a little bit more volume on this? Just a
1: tad. Very, very small amount. Yeah.
0: Now now go to your next neighbor. Your neighbor. And put your hand on their forehead. And just make up a noise like shim
1: way, Shim bumba wave. <laughs> Shimbomwe, shimbomwe, shimbomwe. Mommwe, 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 mommwe. Yeah, yeah. Foolishness, brother. Foolishness.
0: Let's just have a little extra dose of foolishness today. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Oh, is everybody good? Everybody happy? Who's who's been here the whole weekend? Lift your hands. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: if you just got here lift your hand wow just start all over cool cool well, well then we need a little bit more happy juice alright why don't you put your hand on your be, behind you like this just whoosh, run on somebody if you can fix
1: them can
0: yeah. and I, I'm not just like God, please bless them. Don't say it like that. Just like say, Lord, just make sure they're good and hammered drunk. Hammer. You gotta say it with like an American, American Southern accent. Hammer
1: drunk. Make sure they're hammered drunk. It's too weird. It's too weird over here. It's too weird. It's too good. It's too good. It's so weird.
0: You have that drop. Yeah, buddy. Let's all get up and do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Activation exercises. let Spiritual exercises. Holy.
1: <laughs> hey.
0: I still feel like we just need to be a bit more happy. I'm not feeling it yet. Come on, just take your, take your hand and lick it and put it on your neck. Na- I'm just keeping it Just Just take your both hands, right? Both hands and just like, just give it a good little love squeeze, right? Grab your neighbor. A little love squeeze.
1: There it is. You
0: know, the fun doesn't stop when worship stops. If you're not happy, just fake it. <laughs> just fake it. It'll go really well in this meeting. Wait. <laughs> Jesus. So has anyone gotten anything out of this weekend at all? Look. The gospel, the gospel is revolutionary. It's uh it's amazing, it's outstanding, it's outrageous, it's out of control, it's out of this world, it's not a human invention. It doesn't come by me screaming at the top of my lungs. It comes as a divine revelation. And uh, Lord, I just thank you for just enamoring us, just, just making us elated, <laughs> putting us in an, ex- in an ecstasy, ecstasis, out of ourselves, out of our minds, out of our comprehension, out of our own understanding. Lord, we, we declare that we do not lean on our own understanding. We don't lean on our own understanding. We trust wholeheartedly in you. As the Amplified, the Amplified Bible says that trusting is the leaning of the whole human personality upon the Lord. Ah, doesn't that paint an amazing picture? Brilliant picture. The leaning of the whole human personality on the Lord. Wow. The gospel is amazing. It's so good. I, I'm actually so bored with just church. <laughs> this regular stuff is just like, I, I'm glad I'm not a part of that world. But I do want to honor this amazing community here, this, the Woodstock Community Church. Um, it's amazing. It's rad. It's one of the coolest places I've been to in my many travels. And um, I'm serious. It's unique. It's very unique. And and just the vision and the style of leadership. I've gotten to hang out with everybody and it's rad. This is legit. This is like hopeful for me. For me, I look at it and I see just the gospel spreading and and hope spreading within community. It's easy to just travel and be an itinerant minister and preach the gospel and it's one thing. You get a few people to get it and a lot of people get it, but to see it resonating and alive... In a community is pretty rad. Ooh. Yeah? Is that cool? Yeah. I hope I'm not speaking the foreign language here. No. <laughs> it's amazing. It's radical. Just the choice of songs and uh, the way that it's just indigenous. It's real. It's radical. I wrote a blog called the Erasing the Line Between the Secular and the Sacred. Has anyone read that before? Yeah. So. Um, drinking stories. I, um, I wrote this blog called uh, Erasing the Line Between the Secular and the Sacred, and in that blog it was about music and, um, you know, I, we, we put out records and albums and, and worship albums, but I think that, honestly, um, we've made worship into a genre, <laughs> into like, okay, this is worship, it's on, you sing, and then you turn it off, oh, it's like a flick of a switch. But in reality, right now, we're in worship. We are in the glory. We are in the presence of the Lord right now. We are inseparable. Like every moment, every breath we take is an act of worship. It's an act of trusting in our Lord. And I think if we don't see that, we're failing to recognize the activity of God happening. Just, it's amazing. You should be enamored. In, you should be in awe of it every moment. Yes. And right now, I pray that we would become conscious of the activity of God in us. And among us, and around us, and within us, and just how <laughs> becoming conscious, becoming yes. aware. You know, the Bible says that um, the knowledge or the awareness, the, the, the Young's literal translation says that the awareness of the glory of the Lord will cover the waters, cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. It's not the glo- one day, brother,
1: one day,
0: the glory is going to come. Like that, the, the whole earth, Isaiah, when he said, when he, when he saw this, he declared, it, He said, The whole earth is filled with the glory of the Lord. It's filled, the whole earth is brimful, packed full with the activity of God. It's just oozing with His presence and His DNA and His likeness.
1: Yes.
0: And the knowledge, the acknowledgement, the awareness, the comprehension, the, the conscious, the eye opening, you know, revelation is covering. Right now, the earth, as the waters come to the sea, that's what's happening. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord. How many people want to be conscious of that? How many people just don't even care? I'm just kidding. I almost got you there, didn't I? For those of you that weren't here throughout the weekend, I said something about C.S. Lewis. He says that the weight of glory, you know, we talk about glory, and we have these funny pictures of what glory is supposed to look like um, and what a glorified human being is supposed to look like. I'll tell you, Jesus gives us a great picture of what glorified human being looks like when he was resurrected from death. <laughs> and he says, it says in Romans that the same power that raised Jesus Christ's physical body from death is dwelling inside of our bodies right now. Yes. And it says in Romans chapter 12, those who he is justified, he is also glorified, raised to a heavenly state and stature. Yes. What does that mean, brother? It means that you are amazing. <laughs> it means that you're radical. You're out of control. That you're so glorious right now. That
1: I that <laughs> uh, woo! <laughs> Excuse me. <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should say, "I'm glorious." So I am perfect. I am perfect. <laughs> I'm glorious. I'm alive. I'm perfect. You raised to a heavenly state, a heavenly stature. You've been justified, co-justified, co-raised with Yeshua.
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> Made alive. Co-made alive. You're sharing the same resurrection power. Not just resurrection to go lay hands on someone and raise them from the dead. That's amazing. But also in your own physical body. Freedom from disease, freedom from sickness, freedom from unhealth you know, unhealthy. My wife is an amazing testimony. Has anyone heard about my wife? Her name is Stephanie. She's the most beautiful girl in the universe. And I've been married for 11 years. And honestly, it's the best. We got married really young, and it was the best thing that ever happened to us. And we, uh, Before we were born again, we started uh, hitchhiking. We were these crazy, drug addict hippies, and we started hitchhiking across the country uh, of the U.S. And we ended up in California, and we followed a few gurus. <laughs> Pretty interesting and uh, we ended up in the desert one night and our guru, our guru was just he went like wild. He lost his mind. It was pretty intense and um, we decided to get up in the middle of the night and escape because we were, we were thinking that it was going to be like anyway so long story short we escaped from our guru in the desert and we hitchhiked to the East Coast and back to the West Coast and all along this time of hitchhiking, it was about a year's time that we were hitchhiking together. We met on the streets. The way we met was so amazing. I was walking down the street selling pot, and, and she, had, she had this big bag of cinnamon rolls, and I was walking by, and all, all shy and strung out, and she was like, you want a cinnamon roll? And I was like, no. And I was like really shy, so I said, no. You know, but she pursued me, it was awesome,
1: so. I am quite a (laughs) catch.
0: And so, but we hung out that day, and then the next day, see, I'm a bit weird, and I just say funny things sometimes, but when I feel something, I feel it. And I know it's true. And I I told her the very next day, I said, I'm going to marry you. You're going to be my wife. And she's like, you're the weirdest kid on the planet. But here we are, 11 years later, in love. She's, She's amazing. She's a She's Italian, so she she's uh she likes expensive things. <laughs> Basically, that's what that means. And so we 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 hitchhiked across the country, and during our travels, someone had given us a Bible. And our favorite thing to do was to get high and read Revelation. <laughs> it's like what we did because I mean, what else are you gonna read? Immediately, it's always where you go. It's like Let's get healthy, okay, let's read Revelation, yeah! And then you get all these ideas and pictures and try to sort it out for yourself. It was never works. But anyways, we don't smoke pot now. So, And uh, what happened was we were reading the Bible and this guy who's crazy, this transvestite guy, it, she, whatever you want to call it, came up to us and said, hey, I see you're reading the, the Bible. Cool, you should go to this church. So we are actually evangelized by a transvestite. <laughs> Told us to go to this church the next day, and he didn't even go to the church. I don't even know why he said that. (laughs) And we'd go to this church, and I'm telling you, it was this really small, cool, old school Pentecostal church. And like, I didn't grow up a believer, Um, I grew up sort of semi Catholic, you know, Catholic on Sunday, right? And um, so I I we went in and they were singing songs you may know these like
1: Hail Hail the Lion of
0: Judah Hail Hail You know that song? Probably not. Oh, yes you do. Oh sing it for me. Hail, 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 hail. Oh, it's like guys and girls because all the guys sit on one side and the girls sit on the other side. Right? So it's it's kinda of how that rolls. Anyway, so it was crazy and but we didn't notice the religion. We didn't even care because they were so happy. They were just like ecstatic, you know. All the ladies, the, they had tambourines, like just, just drunk. It was awesome and love. Uh, the pastor would get um, anyone up from the com- the, the uh, community and say, "Come lead us in laughter." And then it was so awkward. It was the most awkward thing, but it was so childlike. And and they would get up out of the chair. They would walk up to the pastor. Pastor would give him the mic,
1: and they'd go. Oh, oh, oh
0: or later, the whole place broke out in genuine laughter. And it was like cold start until like <laughs> 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 you know, it was awesome. I'm just remembering, reminiscing. And but I remember we walked in and we didn't notice any of this. <laughs> All we noticed was the sense of the presence of the Lord. We felt the presence of God. <laughs> the legit tangible presence of God. Yes. The activity of, of Jesus. And the moment that we encountered the presence of God, we realized that we were home. Yes. Mm. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't fill out my follow-up card, and I didn't fill out my repentance card, and I didn't, you know, it was like I don't even remember saying a sinner's prayer. <laughs> and then you think, maybe he's not saved. <laughs> The sinner's prayer, what a funny thing. Let's go tell everybody to say that you you know what you could do? You should make them say the saints' prayer. (laughs) You should convince that's the the point of of the gospel is to convince them that they have been co-buried, co-resurrected with Jesus. I got three people in agreement. Mm -hmm. Come on, my three friends. Mm -hmm. Let's you no more. So we walked in and we encountered heaven. We encountered the person of Jesus. So many times we we like have these weird ideas of what Christianity is or what church is and it just gets so confusing because we're not honoring the person of Jesus. And these phrases like thank you Jesus just become something that you say instead of you're actually talking to a person that did something for you. Thank you Jesus. You see the weight of that? Like for me, it means something. Thank you, Yeshua. You, you took my crime on you. You took my evil, my darkness, my sin, my shame, my addiction. My, my, my you know, whole sinful, corrupt, carnal nature with its passions and its lust was annihilated on the tree of Calvary with you. You were buried, I was buried. You were resurrected, I was resurrected. You were living, I'm alive. You're seated. You're enthroned. I'm also enthroned with you.
1: Yes. Oh! Yes.
0: Excuse my outbursts. You can have an outburst break. Go ahead.
1: Oh!
0: It we encountered the person. The person of Jesus, it was just like what I was telling you about with the Apostle Paul when he said in Galatians chapter 1 verse 15, when God saw fit to reveal his son, where? Within oh. me. Oh. When God saw fit to reveal his son within me, yes. that I might preach moralism, that I might preach Christianity, no. that I might preach him as the gospel. How yeah. oh, The gospel is a person. Everyone say, oh oh <laughs> The gospel is a person, and his name is Jesus. His name is Yeshua. Yeah. He is salvation. Woo! I'm, like, I'm so excited. I'm sorry for being excited, but I cannot help it. Actually, I don't, I'm not sorry. I'm not apologizing at all. I feel just so much energy in the gospel. It's hard to just sit here and be normal, you know, talking. It's like trying to communicate a clear thought, and I'm just racing. <laughs> yes. So we walked and we counted the presence of the Lord. We counted Jesus and we felt home. The moment that we did that, we were immediately delivered, instantly delivered from drug addiction, alcoholism. You know, everything was just gone, fell off. <laughs> generations and generations of hedonism in my family. You know, it's crazy. And it was just gone immediately. Yeah! <laughs> gone! Yes, <laughs> Well, brother, you have an amazing testimony. That's actually what happened. <laughs> That's what happened to all of us. <laughs> Whether you realize it or not. Yes. Yeah. It was destroyed, annihilated. <sighs> so we, we became part of this really cool church. We were still street kids, hippie kids, stunk. <laughs> and I remember my first, like, new heart desire. Right? You start picking up on new desires before it was, I just want to get high. And then my new, my first fresh desire that came out of my heart was, I want to be a giver. Yes. It was the weirdest thing. Like I, I, No one told me, no one taught me on giving, no one told me anything like that. It was just I knew I wanted to be a part of, of the joy of, yeah. of giving. Yes. Because I remember they would pass the plate and every, they would be just hammering. Oh, Jesus, come on. Right next checks, just huge smiles on her face, and putting it in the offering. I was like, I want to be a part of that. You know, so what my wife and I decided to do was we decided to go on the streets and worship the Lord. I would play my guitar, she would just dance. Right? A little extra in there. So she bring a little extra attention to the Lord, of course. So she would dance, I would play. And people would throw money in my in my guitar case, and we would go to the church. We would be ecstatic. We would take this wad of cash, and we would just blow it up, throw it in the um, in the offering bucket, and it was amazing. It was so much pleasure. But then I realized that you know I should probably get a job. <laughs> and so my first job, and I had long hair, big red beard. My when my beard grows out. Um, it's red, right, so I had this huge red beard and like big long, Stephanie had dreadlocks. And my first job was at this smoothie place called Jamba Juice. Has anyone ever heard of that? So I went, but the thing is they hired me and um, it was really cool. It's a testimony to the, the coolness of Santa Cruz, my community, because it's, it's just weird, right, so they hired me because I was weird. And uh, they liked that, you know, brought a cool vibe to their place. And so i go, and I remember just, like, getting caught up sometimes. I would be making smoothies, and I would feel it coming on, right? I'm like, oh, Jesus. But I'm like, the customer's looking at me. And I'm like, I'm getting ready to explode with pleasure, so what I have to, ta- what I have to do is I would have to take immediate... Um, and multiple. I wouldn't take a lunch. I would take multiple bathroom breaks. And I would go in the bathroom, close close the door, lock it, and go. And it out. Sometimes I would be like on the floor twirling. I mean, I was intense manifestation, and it was crazy. And then I would get back up, unlock the door, just yeah. I had to give myself, you know, ecstasy breaks. And I was the best worker that they had. I was just so productive. My register, when I did the register, when they let me do the register, it would always come out more. They're Like, Ben, we need you on the register all the time. It was always like more than should, I I don't know, maybe I charged people more, they just gave me too much money. I was just out there, you know, thank you. And they were so, you know, like observant of my ecstatic condition that they didn't want change back, you know. It was awesome. <laughs> so those are my young desires. <laughs> it was cool. And um, well, I do remember one funny thing. Okay, so we, we go, I got this job, and, uh, but the thing is that we're still living on the streets as I have this job. So I would work at the of Juice and then my wife and I would go back to this church. It was called the Elm Street Mission. And we weren't married yet. But she would sleep, the girls would sleep on one side of the pews, and the boys would sleep on the other side of the pews, you know. Christian tradition, or whatever, I don't know. <laughs> so, um, just, you know, be pure. And so, like, we would sleep in this church in the nighttime, time. we'd wake up, and, but there was no access to, like, showers and stuff. So, I was a stinky little homeboy, right? <laughs> Didn't smell very good. But, uh, you know, in your mind, when you're, like, a hippie kid, you start thinking, like, I smell like an Indian. And you know, it's like, that's what you that's the excuse. You don't smell your own BO anymore or ponging or whatever it's called. Is that what <laughs> yes. <what you> <laughs> yes. Huh? Pit pong. Pit pong. Yeah. Pit-pong. You don't start you don't, you just start thinking that you just smell native. You know, he's like, I smell like a native, i natural. You know. <laughs> but everyone else is like dying, you know. You think you're this awesome, you know, big chested native. And they're just like, this dude smells, right? So I remember my manager, he was so it was so awkward for him, he had to sit me down in his office and say, Ben, you are the best worker we've ever had. Bro, you're awesome. Could you wear some deodorant? Like it was just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure, brother, yes. That was cool. And then we went to uh, Bible, Bible college, my wife and I, we had this, the moment we got like born again, or I don't even know the language for it, we're still trying to find the language for, for what's happened, the revealing of Christ within us, when that happened, we, we just had this gypsy foot, and we started traveling, and we, you know, we knew we were called to, to do that, to travel, and um, it, was, it was amazing, I'll tell you another story. At this church that we lived at, every Wednesday they would do feedings. They would feed the poor, feed, feed the homeless, and um, so <laughs> they had this massive walk-in refrigerator where they had all this food and ham and bread and ice cream, and just it was awesome. And we were so innocent in our desires. We, you know, we thought. Well, why just do that on Wednesday when we could we could just go in there and give it all away right now, right? So we we we, we didn't know that we couldn't give other people stuff away. So we, we were so so we walked in the fridge, and we just had buckets and buckets and crates, and we handed out to, to food to all of the street kids, and it was like this party on Pacific Avenue. That's the street that we that all this, the the homeless kids lived on. Pacific Avenue. All the, the hanging like you know the big chicken legs. Like yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Like, it was awesome! It was like Street Kid Revival, but we realized quickly that we couldn't give other people's stuff away, so... It was a pure desire, a bit... ...off. <laughs> and um, then we, went, we, we decided to go to Bible school, and... Which is good or bad, I don't know, it, we, we decided to name it now, we, we named it Law School, right? Because basically it was, we just learned a whole bunch of trashy doctrine, and... Um, We did that for two years, then we did this really intense discipleship program for another year, and that was the breaking point (laughs) we could handle. It was like within that period of time, this sweet, innocent, childlike, frolicking desires that came from just trusting Jesus were like um, processed out of us, (laughs) And so we started conforming, and you know, have, you want to be like everybody else, and you want to preach like everyone else, and you want to, you just want you want to be a part of that. It was an innocent desire, but what we actually had done, we've been we we were talked out of the gospel. We were talked out of this simple childlike trust with Yeshua, it's the leaning of our whole hearts on Him. And we learned a lot of stuff, but mostly we learned what we shouldn't do. <laughs> and. Um, in this time, this last the last nine months in that um, discipleship program, my wife's father passed away, and it was and she was so close with her dad, and it was like this breaking point when, when she couldn't handle it anymore. She couldn't handle you know the the system. She couldn't handle being part of uh, a law. It just was no there was no life left, and part of it was one of the leaders came. And I told her, let them bury their own dead. And it was just crazy, right? And it was just an eye-opener for us of what it looks like, what Christianity looks like when God has left the building. <laughs> and that's why we're so strong on this gospel. This is why, because we've had experience with death, and we don't want it. <laughs> And we warned, just like the Apostle Paul, we warned everyone, telling everyone to trust wholeheartedly, not in their own efforts, because that's where it will lead you, but trusting in the efforts of Jesus. So, um, the moment we got out of, of discipleship school, she recovered because we started traveling with this man and woman called Georgian and Lenny Banoff. Have you ever heard of that? When they came to our church, I led worship, and they were itinerating, and they came to our church, and we were just dead. We were just lifeless, but but somehow he connected with me, and the night, that night ended up in this glorious, chaotic mess, and he invited Steph and I to travel with them um, around the world, around around the country, around, you know, eventually, this is how, actually, how I first ended up in South Africa, uh, my very first time, I came with Georgian, and so for about four and a half, five years, we traveled with Georgian every day of our lives, just driving in the car, he, they would fly across country, we would drive... You know, it was awesome. Carried his bags, like just hung out with them. Got this deep, 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 deep fatherhood, um, confidence, you know, trusting. And, and, and basically we owe, I owe everything that we've you know, learned to, to them. They're brilliant and amazing. And for us, it was fresh life. They came and we heard the voice of Jesus again. <laughs> you understand like when someone carries something that's alive, you can tell yeah. very quickly. It's, it's the difference when the Apostle Paul says to some were the fragrance of life, to others were the fragrance of death. One translation says that the reason why we're the fragrance of death is because it, it brings up the stench of people's own, own corruption. You know, when someone smells really good and they're around you, it makes you almost like, oh, I, I stink. Right? That's what it is. When someone's full of life and full of joy, very quickly you get offended. Why am I not full of joy? <laughs> Do you understand? I'm so mad. They're happy. <laughs> it's like, but that's why to some it's the fragrance of life. To the other it's the fragrance of death. So for us, we were like desperate. We were done. The law had done its job. And its job was to frustrate us, to bring us to the end of ourselves. That's the purpose of the law. To bring a man to his utter end so he will cry out in desperation and faith. You know, faith doesn't look like this. Faith looks like this. I pass out, I give up, I trust him. See, in the, in the, the, the church world, the Christian world, whatever we're calling this thing here, we value trying. We value pushing, we value pulling. How many people have heard press in before the words? Just to, yeah, we're pushing, we're pulling, we're, we're going after it, right? But I see nowhere in the scripture where it values that. Actually, the opposite value system is in the scripture when it's giving up, giving in, trusting in. Jesus said, when you lose your own life, you're giving it away. Do you understand? It's the opposite of pushing. It's, it's letting go. Yes. Yeah. Hello! in someone yeah. other than yourself yeah. Yeah. that is the gospel Great. believe it or not it's <laughs> yes. so offensive why because we built foundations and bricks we put mortar and we put good chandeliers up but you know what the house is not sitting on the right foundation <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yes. and once it's shake it's gonna tumble it will tumble but we get so mad We get so offended you mean Ben I've spent fifteen years pushing and pulling and fasting for my breakthrough. I've had people ask me questions, question-answer time. Ben, you mean I've been wrong all these years, 14 years. And I would say, thank God it wasn't 15. <laughs> Hello? You know what I mean? Why, why cling to it? Because if you trust him. He's going to knock that old thing down that's built on the wrong foundation that's not built on the cornerstone. The Jews rejected Jesus. They rejected the cornerstone. The chief cornerstone can be rejected and you build this massive ministry thing, whatever it is, on something that is death. Yeah. Um, the moment the gospel comes in, it, it's like this big you know, fat kid at the beach just tumbling all the sandcastles down. That's what the gospel is. Doesn't, care, doesn't even acknowledge all the work, all the effort, all the sweat that you put into that sandcastle. <laughs> the gospel is a big fat kid at the beach. You can write that one down and put it on Facebook. It does not acknowledge your effort. It doesn't acknowledge our performance. It has one thing in you, and that's Jesus, Jesus. Jesus. I'm like tingling. <laughs> There's glory on that one. Yeah. I just made it up. <laughs> so smart. Woo! It's divine inspiration. I'm just trying to paint these pictures over this weekend. I'm just saying the same you know, I'm not saying anything new. <laughs> it's the Same thing over and over in a different way. Have you seen it this way? Have you seen it this way? <laughs> Have you seen it this way? It's over and over. Same thing. What is it that I'm saying? That you're one with Jesus. That you're not separate from him. And that there is a warning going out.
1: (laughs) Scary but
0: happy and joyous warning. (laughs) It's a paradox. Scandalous. It's a scary and happy warning. One, trusting in the joy of the Lord is, is like the essence of the gospel. too, the warning is don't trust in yourself. It's the same warning that the Apostle Paul gave which I explained in Philippians the fear and trembling not towards the Lord but fear and trembling and doing it in your own efforts. Yes. Uh, not trusting in your own performance but trusting in the well of God that's inside of you that's inspiring you to both will and to do his good pleasure. Yes. You read that verse? Yes. yes. You sure? Yes. Brother, work out your own salvation. (laughs) It's working it out, trusting in the completion of it, not in our own efforts, but based on that desire that's just welling up inside of us. Being confident as sons and daughters. Yes.
1: Ah! Like confidence
0: just spread through this room.
1: Yes. Woo!
0: Confidence just You know there's there's something happening, and I see it in this community especially. It's like super confidence, it's not pride, it's the opposite of pride, it's confidence, yeah. yes. it's, it's, not, it's like when you see a masterpiece and you're an artist, you can have pride in that person's work and you can have joy in it and you can think it's a masterpiece without being prideful, now God wants us to look at ourselves the exact same way, <laughs> yes. knowing number one that it's a masterpiece that we are a masterpiece. And number two, that we can be prideful but not in an evil way. Does that make sense? Yes. Pride in the accomplishment of what Jesus Christ has done. Yeah. Confidence in what he's done. You know what the difference between someone who's confident because there's so much favor on confidence. There's so much favor on Joshua. Just confident, blowing things up. Just confident. Confident that God is able to do what he promised them. Yes. Do you understand Confidence that the promised land is filled with good things that he didn't have to build. It was There's vineyards there that he didn't have to plant, and God has given all that to him. That it is really flowing with milk and honey. <laughs> Are you confident? Are yeah. yeah. confident that what we're living in is not a, a moral system? It's not even a religion. It's the end of religion. Yes. Christianity is the end of religion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It's the land of milk and honey. It's the land of promise. It's the land of the heavenlies. <laughs> we have such you know, funky ideas sometimes like between earth and heaven. And again, it's the same religious distance. You know, We all think like here we are, here's heaven. It's the same way. Here we are, here's God. And then you pursue it or you bring it or you pull it. Or something Something has to be done for you to do to bring heaven here. The reality is, what we're doing is we're showing it up. We're revealing that it's here. We're bringing that awareness. Like I said in that scripture, we're bringing the acknowledgement, the conscious awareness that the glory of the Lord is covering the whole earth. Yeah. Yes. Can you see the glory of the Lord down these streets? Because yes. <laughs> yes. that's what the gospel will do. Give you eyes to see Jesus everywhere. The, can you feel the presence of the Lord At the dinner table As well as in the prayer closet Yes <laughs> Religion wants to separate it man It wants to just separate you It wants us to live these Weird introverted lives yes. Where we're not even a part of our culture Where we make up our own little Christian culture our own little world. Yeah. <laughs> we have our own version of songs. We have our own version of books. We have our own version of buildings. We have our own version of people. We have our own version of life. Yeah. Parties. We have our own version of parties. We have our own version of clothes. We have our own version of hooks. <laughs> you understand? That's Pharisee is in its truest sense meaning sectarian. Separatist, yes. escapist mindset. <laughs> what we're called to do is not escape from the world, but to invade the world. Yes. To explode in the world. To express in the world. To just be alive in the world. Believers are the most expressive, most creative, most alive people on the planet. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. No. So I, I, you know, admittedly, passionately come. With a different spirit towards anything that is opposite of that. Anything that tells you that you shouldn't be confident. Anything that's telling you that you are lacking. Any, has anyone heard a gospel like that? That you're not ready. That you're getting there. That you have to do something. How, how many people have heard the doo-doo gospel? It stinks, doesn't it? Yes. What stinks, okay. Yes. <laughs> Woo! It's so offensive. I can feel it. I can feel it. I feel the spirit of offense. It's so good. Yes. You know what? You should be happy. We should be happy. Because the moment that you're offended, or I'm offended, I sometimes offend myself. <laughs> we're, we're noticing the difference. That's what's happening. We're not deluded. We're not delusional. We're not decept in deception. We're noticing there's a big difference here. Yes. <laughs> and once you notice the difference, then you have this. It's not a black and white choice. It's not as as linear as that is more abstract, you have this opportunity to respond to the goodness of God yeah. or cling to your own understanding.
1: Yes. Wow. Wow. yes.
0: Because you know the goodness of God is always going to blow away your understanding. Wow. I love what you were, you were saying. It's always going to just blow our minds. It's infinite. Yes. <laughs> there is no end. There is no end to it. There is no measurement towards it. Woo! Well, brother, I want the double portion. <laughs> I don't want a double portion. Because what I have is, illi- is is illimitable. It's it's limitless. You cannot put it in a box. You can't measure it. There's not a tape measure long enough to measure the person of God living inside of us. And uh-huh. when you have him, you have everything. Yes. Hello. Yes, man. When you have him, you have everything. When you have him, you lack nothing. See, we've limited Jesus. We have Jesus, now we need some joy. We have Jesus, now we need some peace. We have Jesus, now we need some, you know, I don't know. It's always wanting, longing, trying, striving, orphan. (laughs) The gospel says, done, finished, over with, sonship, everything you got all fullness, joy, life, ecstasy, power, bliss, glory. Yes. <laughs> the gospel is ringing the tune and we can harmonize with it. <laughs> Sing a new song. I'm prophetically telling this whole area. Sing a new song. Sing a new song. Sing a new song. You sing you too. You too caught on to it before the believers did. Maybe they are believers, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Sing a new song. How long are we gonna be stuck singing this religious do-it-yourself doctrine. How long are we going to keep reverberating that and just spewing it out of our hearts? It's, it's really because it's that's all we've known. But there's something fresh. And the freshness is connected with the simplicity of the gospel. And what I'm telling you is nothing new. There's nothing. I'm not carrying anything new. I have a, another word for you. God is not doing a new thing. Ah,
1: uh, yes.
0: Was, he's always been good. He's always been doing the same thing, trying to convince you how good he is.
1: Yes. It's so hard to agree with me because he's so hard.
0: (laughs) So he's putting a new song, not in his mouth. Where's Where's the new song coming from? Your mouth. He put a new song in my mouth. He's been singing the same tune. The whole of the existence of the human race. I love you. You're mine. You're with me. I'm with you. I'm never separate from you. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared of me. You're not naked. Who told you you're naked? You were lifted. Before the foundation of the world, before you fell, you were lifted. Before you were dead, you were alive. Before you left home, you were already back. Woo. The same song. The gospel song. The moment... That Adam and Eve fell. The gospel was preached by the Lord. He takes the skins of the... Nothing had ever died in the history of creation. Death was not even a reality. Nothing had ever died. And what God does to show that it's his one death, that God will initiate the death to save the human race. He takes the skins of the animal. He kills, he slaughters the animals and clothes the human race with the skins. He clothes Adam and Eve with the sacrifice. Yes. Wow. God preaches the gospel to Adam and Eve. Yes. Wow. So all we hear is the curses. We hear the curses, but did you realize after that the lifting of the curse is the clothing with the skins of the animals? <laughs> yeah. We've been clothed in Christ. So I've been clothed in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. It's powerful. There's a lot of glory right now. I feel it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. I'm in a funky mood Woo. Get funky. Cool. I'm in like this real weird trippy vibe <laughs> where it's happy but it's scary too it's like should I laugh should I crash? should I scream what do I do <laughs> oh Jesus 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 so God has always been singing that new song. He's always been singing the freshness. And he's putting a new song in our mouths. And we're the ones that are singing the new song. We're the ones that are catching up to reality. Yes. So waking up from the fantasy. Waking up from the dream. Waking up from the nightmare. <laughs> yes. Awake over sleeper. Yes. <laughs> See, it's like, it all makes sense. It all just starts unfolding before us. Yes. Perspective, and then just, the Word just opens to you. Yes, It's begging you right now. If you, when you look at the Word, it's begging you to see Jesus. <laughs> it's yes. begging you to see what He's doing, what He's done. It's begging you to reverberate that message.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow.
0: Yes, I can sing to him. I can sing to him. And the water just pours. We are not have to keep striking. Like yes. Moses, like I told you yesterday, yes. struck the rock. Yes. The rock can't be struck twice. He was struck once. Yes. The Apostle Paul says that rock is Christ. Yes. Struck once for all time for the satiation of the human race. Yes. Psalm chapter 65 says that God, his whole plan, is to intoxicate
1: the earth. I love that one.
0: Isn't it funny, we get so serious. Like this ministry and like, you know, transformation. Oh, we get so serious about it and God's just hanging out in a vineyard. His whole business is vineyard, wine making, drinking, partying. You should know a little bit about wine around here, hello.
1: I know a little bit
0: about wine. <laughs> 1982. <100. laughs> Woo! Jesus! You are the wine that intoxicates the earth. Yes. Your blood is the wine. We drink it. We drink it. We eat your flesh. We drink your blood. Oh, oh, look, it's scary. so trippy. Jesus is. Trippy. There you go, my disciples. What do we do with this? Eat. <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's a bread.
1: It's my flesh.
0: <laughs> oh Jesus, freaking me out. It doesn't in there. Oh, you got a glass of wine, cool! It's my blood. Well, the whole new covenant is called something very specific. A glass of wine. <laughs> this is the cup of the new covenant. The whole new covenant is described in one amazing glass of wine. <laughs> he could have used anything, what? Milk, honey, robust tea. anything why did he specifically choose wine to exemplify his blood you want you want to know what my blood is like he's trying to figure out what do we do what do we do how are we going to figure this one out okay we're going to make this wine we're going to tell him that, that my blood is like wine because when the cup of the Lord is drunk it will intoxicate you fully fully satiate you it does two things. It sobers you from the religious intoxication and it immerses you in the intoxication of the Son of God.
1: Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Why
0: all this talk of drinking, Ben? <laughs> we're, we're a serious
1: church around here.
0: Jesus is the one that made it up. He didn't just say, Here you go, just see what you can do with it. I don't know. He said, Here it is. <laughs> ah! What are we supposed to do with it, Jesus? Drink it. <laughs>
1: Finish it, brother.
0: <laughs> the, the, the Last Supper, everyone's like, go, 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 go! <laughs> Judas is like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't there. He left by that time, did he? The party was too much for Judas. I'm out of here. <laughs> it's getting too crazy around here, Jesus. You're a little too loose with the vino. <laughs> He was called a wine bibber and a drunkard, Yeshua, and he was called possessed with demons. <laughs> getting down the road. He must be possessed with demons. Oh, no, actually, he's the son of
1: God. <laughs> oh, imagine this one. Peter, Peter. Jesus, no way, I'm not going to let you die. Behind
0: me, Satan. should not even acknowledge Peter. <laughs> Imagine being called Satan by Jesus. How do you recover from that one? There is no recovery. How do you recover? You're need, gonna you need get a lot of Sozo after that one. Jesus, heal me of your offenses. So he's not a tame lion. You can't put him in a box. You can't put him in a cage under a lock and key and bring him out every, one, every once in a while. Every time you want to have a spiritual experience, bring him out too much. <laughs> he's untamable! He's crazy! He's wild-eyed. He's always gonna flip your lid. He's always gonna be more than enough for your understanding. Yeah. And he's always gonna draw you to the place of trust. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand it, but it feels really good. I know. <laughs> This is exactly what he's saying. He's like, I know, I know it's too much for our comprehension. I know it's too much for our thinking, but doesn't it ring true in your heart? Prime yeah, yeah. yeah. example when the, on the road to Emmaus, Jesus shows up as Jesus, no, as a shapeshifter. <laughs> you know the story, right? You're familiar. Road to Emmaus. These guys. This is crazy. This story is awesome. It's this is after he di- Jesus dies. No one really knows what's going on yet. These two guys take off. I'm out of here. That was a good run while it lasted. It's like, they're out of there. Gone. Jesus said, stop, stay, wait. Remember that. Mm -hmm. So anyways, they're off. And the first thing Jesus shows up, he doesn't show up as himself. You, You realize that, right? They couldn't recognize who was with them. They couldn't understand it. He looked like a different man. He came in a different form but it was Jesus himself. He came, and the first thing that he says is the same thing that he's always telling us. Why are you guys so depressed? That's what he said, why are you sad? <laughs> <laughs> he, the first thing, is, he shows up, he's not gonna shoot lightning bolts and you know diamonds out of his hands. <laughs> he's gonna say, man, you look clinically depressed. All of us, in our most drunken, happy day, are clinically depressed according to Jesus. <laughs> Compared to Jesus, compared to the joy, the the life that he offers us. Why Why are you so sad? And they're like, didn't you know? Like, where have you been, hiding under a rock? The guy that we thought was the Messiah has been killed. He's been murdered. They killed him. And we're sad. And
1: Jesus is like,
0: no. But they don't know it's him. And so he starts opening the scriptures to their eyes. And he starts showing them how he had to suffer to take the sin of the world upon himself. He starts explaining this stuff to them. You know, the disciples still didn't get, even in the New Testament, even post-resurrection. Oh. No. Paul had to rebuke Petra, Peter. You remember that, right? <laughs> Stand He had to stand up in front of everyone. Imagine the though like again the confidence of the Apostle Paul having to rebuke the pillar the so-called pillar of the church of the day but here's the cool thing Peter was on Paul's (laughs) turf. Paul was in Antioch Antioch was like the Gentile center for Christianity at this moment Jesus was still Judaism plus Jesus right it was still follow the law and maybe feel a little bit better about it or something I don't know get forgiveness (laughs) But, you know, Jesus came to do something totally different, totally opposite. And it says that when Peter came, he first saw the freedom of the Lord in Antioch. The freedom. I mean, these are the guys, when Paul preached the gospel, that they were about ready to worship him. They're like, man, this is sick. This is awesome. And he's like, no, stop. Don't worship me. But he's preaching the gospel, preaching the gospel, preaching the gospel for a whole year. It's the same place for a whole year. And this is the same place where they were first called Christians, which means little Christs. After a year of preaching, the apostle Paul is directed divinely called Kletos, At the Greek word Clatos, he was called by the Lord to tell these people that they are little Christs. Yes, it was cool. A whole year before they became believers. <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. It's <laughs> trying all right. So, so he's preaching, and there's this revival happening, power breaking out. Peter comes to see what's going on. It's like the report gets out. This is pretty legit. Peter comes, he loves it. He's hanging out with the Gentiles, hanging out with the outcasts, hanging out with the outsiders. You know, he's hanging out with them, just loving them, enjoying it. But then the influence of religion becomes so strong, so much man-pleasing. The guys, it says that the guys came from Jerusalem that were of James. So they came, they were from James, and they carried so much, uh, they were called the circumcision party. Have you heard that before? They were called the (laughs) anti-party. The cutters. The scissors. They got two hol- wh- a holster with scissors and foreskins. That's what they want. <laughs> Everybody knows what's up when they come to town. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm already
1: done. it <laughs> brother. No, do no, no, This is good. Okay.
0: James and Peter's it says that Peter was afraid and he and he withdrew from the Gentiles and he would only eat with the Jews and this this made Paul so furious because he did it, it wasn't like Peter was getting up and preaching the law but Paul said that Peter was preaching the law by intimation which basically means by his lifestyle he was telling everyone that they are separate understand and this made Paul so crazily furious, he had to stand up and rebuke Peter in front of the whole crowd. And this is where we get these brilliant scriptures, like Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I who live. This is still in parentheses. If you look in your Bible, you'll still see this, this verse in parentheses. He's still talking. He's still reporting to us what he told Peter. We have been crucified Peter. He's trying to, to get Peter to remember. Hey, buddy, remember this? You were crucified with Jesus. Yes. The life that we live is no longer by the faith of ourselves, but it's the faith of God living inside of us. Yes. Hello? Yes. Isn't that wild? The, again, the confidence of the Apostle Paul. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> Does it make any sense? Is <laughs> I making any sense with you? Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to give us historical lessons? And... Yes. Very good. Woo!
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I at
0: before Antioch, before Galatians? What was I talking about?
1: Huh?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that's a big rabbit trail, wasn't it? Back to the road to Emmaus. So, they still didn't realize what Jesus came to do. To die, to take the curse of humanity, bury it in the grave, and resurrect humankind anew. And they're walking with Jesus, and Jesus has to explain to them what's going on, but they don't know it's Jesus yet. <laughs> uh, are you with me? Jesus has shape-shifted at this moment. <laughs> and it wasn't until the moment that they sat down, broke bread, Jesus disappears, they figured it out. Whoa! That was Jesus! We were just in the presence of Jesus, they go they go crazy. And you know how they the, the, I believe it's the amplified Bible describes how they figured out it was Jesus didn't we feel the burning within our hearts when he was with us essentially what Jesus is trying to say is you're not going to know me in this human way anymore you're going to know me not on the outside but from the within they knew him by the burning, he purposely shapeshifted so they wouldn't recognize him. And the way that they, they realized that they were in the presence of the Lord, by the burning within them. You feel the burning within you. Come
1: on. No, so good.
0: Lord help us know you by the burning within us we're not begging for you to come sit down in the chair next to us because we know that we're having an eternal encounter with you right now within us that our cells are fused with yours that our blood is flowing with yours that our life our existence our mind is your mind our spirit is your spirit our life is your life we were raised into his life. We were raised into his existence. We were raised Ah. into him. We were raised to be a part of him. Adam, do you remember where we think, oh, oh, it's my spirit, then the Lord's spirit, and then there's poodles and all kinds of things in here. Demons, devils, curses. We're so confused, multiple personality. One translation, the George Parker Stevens translation says, the Apostle Paul, he says that who can free me from this split in my personality? (gasps) Oh, schizophrenic man that I am. (gasps) He's talking about Romans 7. I do what I want to do, but I don't. Oh, that's freaking me out. I really want to do good, but I can't. Romans 7 is not the Christian experience, and it's not the experience of the Apostle Paul. Romans 7 is a parable of a man who's trying to please God by his own performance and cannot do it. That's why we get this brilliant verse, who can deliver me from this body of sin and death? Thank God Jesus can and has. There is now for, therefore no condemnation through those who are in Christ, in Him. In him there is no condemnation. In him there is no performance-driven life.
1: Yes. Wow.
0: Woo! Woo! Instead, Romans 7 is not. This is how your life's gonna be. Sorry, brother. Really trying really hard, but not getting there. But keep trying. What a tactic of religion. What a demonic doctrine. Yes. To keep you running on the treadmill but never get you anywhere.
1: Yes. Making you, just come get there someday! <laughs> Yeah, just over and over and over and over and over and (laughs) over.
0: Right? So, okay, back to the garden. I love going back to the garden. Original plan, plan A. (laughs) There is no plan B. It's still plan A. Yes. Right now, plan A. Adam and Eve hanging out, making love, having babies, planting tomatoes. There it is, right? The human race in a nutshell. Make love, plant tomatoes. When you're married, of course. Okay. So, plan A. God comes, creates this whole existence, creates the heavens, the stars. He creates the universe, the sun, the moon. He creates galaxies. He creates planets. He creates moons around the planet. Some planets have like 12, 13 moons. It's crazy in our solar system. Some planets are, may even have life. It's crazy. Some moons might even have life. <laughs> he creates the sun, the stars, the moon. He just puts them in this spin. Galaxy, there's a, a million. I mean, there's too many to be counted. Space is just crazy. I have this cool app on my phone. It's called Spacewalk. Have you ever seen that? You could, like, click on stars and zoom yeah. in. It's, like, trippy. It's pretty sweet. But it's still limited, but the, but that's not limited. So he creates this just amazing thing. Then he creates Earth. Then he creates the seas. Then he creates these animals, and he's just hanging out. They're just thinking, I want to create human beings. Yes. I have this brilliant plan to create little me's. Little me's. Little guys just like me, running around, just fishing and domesticating animals and planting and like controlling stuff and creating things and prospering and building crops and it's just awesome. You see the picture of the, this creation. He didn't create the world because he needed robots. He created the world so he could share himself.
1: He created
0: the world because he wanted to share himself. He, he, wanted, to share himself. he wanted to be generous. Because God is a giver, He doesn't need a whole bunch of robots worshiping Him. He doesn't have a co- like an identity complex. Who am I again? You're God, am I, really <laughs> am I really good? Yeah, you're so good. He knows He's good, yeah, yeah, yeah. and He creates the human race so He can share His goodness, so He can give His life away.
1: Yes, yes, ah, yes.
0: So He can just constantly be the source of life to humans and we could constantly be the source of love and, and happiness to him. You're an ingredient to the divine happiness. happiness. He looks at you and he's pleased. Yeah. He's not pitying you. He's not just putting up with you. He's ecstatic about you. Woo! Oh! You're a masterpiece. Yes. When he looked at you and he created you, he said you are very good. Yes. The fall of man does not change that original declaration. You are very good. Yes. Woo!
1: no man is good
0: yeah no man apart from God no yes. man that has separated himself in his mind can find any goodness we have no goodness apart from you yes. yeah. Jesus said without me you can do nothing you can also take that to me without me you are nothing you're living in a, in a false existence of yes. a ghost. Yeah. it's not reality but when you realize, when you trust in, when you wake up from that sleep, from that enemy in your mind, when you wake up and that thing is destroyed completely in your thinking, in your heart, woo! You come alive! Yes, man. You come alive! Yes. You come alive! You come alive! Yes! Oh. Yes. yes! Woo! Crazy name just forms them out of the dust of the earth, and then what he does, you can't, he doesn't just say get up and walk. He goes, Whoa. Yes. He breathes his essence inside the human race just breathes himself. You know, the breath of God, you know that the name of the Holy Ghost in Greek literally translates to the breath, the breath of sacredness.
1: Woo! Woo!
0: I'm pushing the limits a I'm uh, not that unified. God breathes. Where do you think you get your spirit from? It just happen? Out, like outside of God? Outside of the, the dependence of God? Outside of the giving of God? Where did you get your spirit? <laughs> well, I have my spirit, and He has His spirit, and we're just hanging out together. <laughs> or is it when He breathed life into Adam, He breathed into us our spirit, breathing breathed into us our life? Yeah. It's the same thing with the Holy Ghost is it's the breath of His sacredness. It's his existence. He breathes his existence yeah. into us. Uh, and that union, that, that coexistence, that co-union, our spirit, his spirit intertwined. You can't tell the difference between the teachers. So unified, declaring the glories of God. Yes, man. It's so wild, isn't it? it wild. This it's, is good. I'm striking chords here. So good. Oh. You see, you know what I'm doing? All I'm doing is I'm pushing... I'm pushing the limits of our thinking and in, in us thinking that we're separate yes that we can have our own little thing going on here apart from him but what I'm what I'm really saying what I'm saying the gospel is is that you have been breathed in by God and he is continuing to be your breath yeah. and to be your source of life your source of existence your source of joy pleasure <laughs> peace oh. and are you with me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! you are one with us Lord we are one with you Whoa. Look, I'm never going to get over the, yeah, yeah. the amazing that no. no. he chose to unite himself with us he chose to give himself to us yes. <laughs> yes. he chose to give himself away to his creation the infinite being Humbled into a finite existence, and then giving that finite life away. Eternity coming into time. Mm, yeah, the so illimitable so coming, and just manifesting as humanity.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: getting drunk. Oh, <laughs> whoa. Yes. Becoming poor. Became poor so we could become rich. <laughs> he died so we could have life. <laughs> he gave so we could receive. Yes. Hmm. We love to separate things like like you get saved, then you get the Holy Ghost and then you get sanctified <laughs> and you go into ministry. It's like all these boxes. So Jesus jumps into you when you believe, but the Holy Ghost is like, "Mm -mm, not not yet. (laughs) Not until you ask politely. You know, the the evidence of being filled with the Spirit, I'm sorry, it's not like prophecy or tongues, like, "Ah." no. The evidence, what is his name again? let's, Let's ask him, what is the Holy Spirit's name? Holy Spirit. So the manifestation of the Holy Spirit would be holiness. Holiness. So the evidence of being persuaded, of being one with the Holy Spirit, is holiness.
1: The evidence. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes, does he do crazy stuff? Of course. Look at me. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. What time is it? Uh, 9.15. 37. Oh, cool. I was supposed to stop.
1: Did someone tell me to stop? Huh? Right now, right now.
0: I don't know. Are we supposed to? I
1: don't know what's going on. I'm just here. Okay. well,
0: I don't think we should leave it right here because it's in two of a mysterious place. Huh? Shall I continue? Okay. A little bit. Just whenever Caleb tells me to stop, I will. Or whoever. Keep going. Okay. Are you tired? Okay. Let's
1: do a little chanting. I went
0: to this school with Ben. What did he do? He just did weird tongues all the time. Uh Just chanted.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Chant with me a little bit more. Come on.
0: things like I'll pour out my spirit on some people. Notice this? I love that word in scripture. All. Of it. Once. How many people? All.
1: <laughs> if one died,
0: all die. All died. I will pour out my spirit on I mean, let's, let's just keep saying because we gotta convince ourselves that this guy running down the street that just stole my wallet is, is got the Holy oh, Ghost working on him. <laughs> 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 if one died, all have died with Jesus. He died once and for oh. he poured out his spirit on. Oh. <laughs> Just what it says. <laughs> the thing about Cornelius, right? I love these just beautiful examples. Cornelius. Just some guy who likes to give money. And God likes it. it doesn't even, he's never even heard the gospel. And God is hearing his prayers. <laughs> Remember that? is his alms went up before the Lord and the Lord accepted it. It's like he takes it in. He, he, it's too much. <laughs> That's a little crazy, isn't it? Wow. Before he even hears the gospel, he has some kind of prayer relationship with the Lord. Doesn't even know who he is. He's never. This tells me that the gospel is not an invitation. Yes. The gospel is a declaration of reality. The gospel is a declaration of what has already taken place in humanity. The reason why God is calling us to go and preach the gospel is because he wants everyone to believe what Jesus has done Yes. and what he has done is poured out his spirit on all, made himself one with all, united him, themself, united the human race in his death once and for all time, buried them in the grave, resurrected them in anew <laughs> and he wants us to go express that, to declare that, to declare the re- ministry of reconciliation, yes. yes. that God was in Christ reconciling the whole world to himself, not counting men's sins against them, but befriending them. the gospel is not a question would you like to have it's not that, it doesn't end in a question mark the gospel is an exclamation point yes man it's profound yes would you like to receive Jesus
1: tell me would
0: you like to receive that yeah. <laughs> brother Jesus received you Whoa. On this one liner cake now. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. So Cornelius praying. Lord hears what's up. And tells Peter, this is Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10. Peter goes on the rooftop to pray. He's hungry. What God does is says that Peter falls into a trance. King James says, trance. The word trance is ecstasis. I got news for you. Ecstasy is not a drug that was created by drug dealers. It's an, ex- it's, it's an expression of Jesus. It's an expression of believers. He fell into an ecstasis,
1: which is where we get our transliterated word in English, ecstasy. What does that mean, brother? Means this.
0: Okay. So... <laughs> he falls into a trance. He falls into an ecstasy. You read that verse, right? I'm just yeah. quoting you. Acts chapter 10. He falls into a trance. God shows him the sheep let down, full of unclean animals. All these animals are prescribed in the law to not you cannot touch these animals. He's heard this his whole life. These are outcasts. These are things that are not a part of God. These are things that are. This is what he's been told. These are things that you cannot touch. These are unholy things. These are unsacred things. You understand? These are secular things. There's this divide between the sacred and the secular still in Peter's mind. These things are all, and the Lord does something crazy. He says, "Peter, I want you to take all these things and I want
1: you to eat them." Yes.
0: Says, "No way, Jesus!" Like still rebuking Jesus, still going back and forth, still objecting to the goodness of God. No way, Lord. No way. I'm never going to eat anything unclean or unholy. God rebukes him. He says, "Don't ever call what I've already made clean unclean. Don't you call what I've already made holy unholy?" Yes. The very next day, he goes to Cornelius. This the whole story is about Cornelius, who was already made holy. Yes. Didn't even know it. Yes.
1: I get goosebumps because yes. I'm
0: just preaching the gospel. Yes. Man. It's crazy. It's so wild.
1: It's so wild. Yes.
0: Isn't that crazy? Have you heard that before? Isn't it like almost plain to see, though, in the scripture? It's like, wow, duh. (laughs) He lets down the sheep. Peter, get up, kill any. And he does this a whole bunch of times. And Peter's like, no way, no way, no way, no way. (laughs) And, And God rebukes him, no, don't call anything that I've already made clean, unclean. And this is specifically about... Cornelius hearing what he has been made to think. Yes. And Peter was surprised when he received the gospel and then he was even more surprised when he received the Holy Ghost. That he started prophesying, you know, speaking in tongues, whatever, all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. No, wow. <laughs> oh, wow, it's so good. It's crazy. I want to make sure you're on the same track. You realize that this is a story in the God-given scriptures. Yes. Acts chapter 10. Peter, on the rooftop, praying, goes into a trance. God shows him a vision. All these unclean animals. Peter was a Jew. That means he doesn't eat unclean things. His law, his religion prohibited him from considering all that holy. God changes the rules because he's not a tame lion and you can't put him in a box. He changes the rules and he says, don't you ever call what I've made clean, unclean. And this story is specifically about Cornelius. The next day, Peter goes to Cornelius, preaches to him this glorious gospel. Yes. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. It's radical. All Let's pause. Uh, Do I have to pause? Let's pause for like a coffee break or something. How long? Only five minutes? Ten. Ten. Ten to fifteen. Ten to to fifteen. Come back here. Okay? Let that that brew. (laughs) Cheers.
1: Every. everyone. <laughs> Was yeah. You know what? I wanted to ask you to speak on some more. And um, is Gloria to speak? Come i, mean, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, As I'm even, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that was so much. So much. Um, I can't wait to like god can been me, and he did it like, it's like the one day. I'll, I decided to go to down through the, like, the wankiest streets. You yeah. know, I've heard it's like the worst yeah. And I walked through, it, it's like, it's and like streets. And I just saw so yeah. glory everywhere. I just saw so, 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 so much really I saw so much glory. it. like, and like, that's what it does. It it yeah.
0: We're we're revealing that. Because the moment that we see it, we can say it. Yeah. I mean, so right. we begin to say that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. like this drug yeah. or whatever. We yeah. are so cool. 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 of cool. of glorious. I can like time like later to like just
1: take photos of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah. Cool of yeah. course. Cool. Yeah. It's a place of feminism. It's a small family that's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. It's not going to be able to do that. i to
0: Shed his blood. You we weren't even existing, and he already shed his blood and forgiveness for you, taking you on the cross. Why does he say us? We are not even existing yet. Because it's always he, he made the the way. Salvation is the agreement. It's like the the yes, to, you know, to or the amen. The amen it's the amen to God's yes. That's what Paul says in the First Corinthians. He says all of God's promises are yes to which we say amen. So So they all find their guess in Jesus. So
1: how does faith actually find its place in your response?
0: Well, faith is simply, I give up trusting in myself. Because you have to go through that, I don't know, you know, everybody has those moments. And maybe there's, even in their minds, still believers, but really they're trusting in their power, their own efforts, their own mindsets. So the question is not, is everybody safe? I would rather say, is everybody trusting in Jesus' (laughs) salvation? If they're not. And if they're not. What he say? It's the, the if outside, there the elder brother. They're, but it stops there. Won't, won't join the party just envious of the grace, envious of the mercy. Like the moral one, the one who didn't go out and sin, the one who never did anything wrong, the one that's demanding his position based on his performance. That's what. That's the true fear. Not the sinner, but the one who demands position based on performance. So then, are you saying everyone's left to Christ? Well, who, who who wouldn't be? He elected the whole human race to be a part of them. He's the one that elected the whole human race to be a part of his death, his burial, and his resurrection.
1: You know what I mean? It's just a message of Yeah. Oh, of
0: course. I mean, it's, like, intense, but it's scripture. What we do all the time is we bring our preconceived ideas of what the scriptures say to the table and we start interpreting it through our own understanding instead of letting the scriptures interpret our understanding. I read, I read a lot of the Canter's kind
1: of gospel. I was about it. I was speaking about was, uh, uh-huh. uh, a lot like of fantastic the uh-huh. 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 scriptures. Then I go back to reading,
0: language language. I'm reading that what I was reading about. I do that. The way I wrote that book is from translations. It's from 120 different translations of the Bible in the English language. I mean, all these guys have devoted their lives to to, to, interpreting it, you know, to bring a sense of it. Most most of the time, it makes sense in the paraphrases because they're not too concerned with the exact wording, they're more concerned with the the idea that's.